Welcome to Charm the Water. This is Day of Mercury, and my name's Aaron David. And uh, I want to talk a little bit first about Ganesh and the working and uh, how this all unfolded from me having zero interest in Ganesh to uh, me doing uh, just about, I think it was two, three days ago, the installation of the Ganesh statue on a special day of the year that is uh, about Ganesh and uh, that me not doing it in a traditional Hindu sense but kind of doing the the DIY route and using what's at hand and making it meaningful uh, to me while at the same time honoring uh, the traditional as much as I I can uh, without becoming just an absurd literalist about things which is missing the point of all this entirely uh, in my opinion so I didn't know exactly why but I decided to offer rice as one of the things and just uh, kind of intuited to put the rice in water uh, fill the rice. I put the rice in a, a glass, and then during the ritual, just kind of intuitively put water in the rice. And I don't, I can't exactly say why I did that, uh, but I did it. And then uh, finished out the ritual, which took about an hour or so, and then came back in and went about my work uh, elsewhere, the you know daily stuff. And uh, today, the reason why this has happened with so much stuff, like I don't even fully know what I'm doing, but I just do it. And uh, I'll get to that in a minute, kind of expounding on that. But long story short, uh, I'm starting a succulent business, uh, specifically with Trichoserious. cacti and uh, three uh, with hybrids and mutants uh, such as the Cristata uh, San Pedro which I have a large one that I've had for many years so basically I'm I'm taking the experience garnered from a Jupiter working where the result was working at a greenhouse and I've thought about this before and I think I've talked about it but uh, it's just kind of becoming more concretized and uh, manifesting it in a particular form now, uh, which I have kind of just come to what I need to do it. Uh, so the business is going to be called uh, Glenda Faye's Desert Gardens Greenhouse, and it's uh, in honor of my mom, uh, who is Glenda Faye, and uh. I, uh, that's, uh, yeah. Um, so right now I'm in the process of ordering seeds, of learning about the proper soil that cactus need and, uh, nutrients specific to them. And, uh, uh, I've kind of been all over all this ter- territory before during that Jupiter 
thing with the greenhouse uh, job and me thinking that this is something that I'm going to go into is growing things. Uh, a lot of the previous work kind of seemed to point at that. And it's not until now, like, as I said, that I was like, ah, okay, I can put all of this stuff together that kind of I, I learned and experienced through uh, like kind of not having a clear picture of while all of it was happening. Now I can put it all together and make it happen. And uh, it's being guided along the way. And uh, everybody else outside of thinking like this, which is a hermetic way of thinking or an initiated way. It's not exclusive to hermeticism. There are people linked in in all traditions, in all places, in all times. Uh, and we all would recognize each other uh, given the chance. Uh, so, my nose is so stuffy. Sorry about that. Uh, the thing that uh, sort of reinforced this is the right thing to do is in reading about soil preparation uh, which I am doing for the first time now I mean I've I think in the old show did a show on soil with uh, a guy and uh, not on cactus soil it's kind of uh, unique so one of the things you start out before you even begin working with seeds is you submerge you put rice in water <laughs> and you wait about a week which is it's going to be exactly when the seeds arrive and I will have already had this rice water doing its thing which is uh, growing a bacilli uh, that's going to be conducive to creating the soil for the San Pedro and like blew me away because <laughs> like I was actually going about this not knowing I was going about it catching up to myself consciously uh, as time goes by and that sentence right there describes what the initiatory path is like uh, <laughs> it's like catching up to yourself as time goes by. So this is just uh, the very beginning of this um, side gig. And it's going to uh, take a lot of patience. Cactus aren't exactly uh, fast growing. But uh, the old school didn't know that cactus could be done indoor. Which in their day, it could not be done indoor. Uh, they could do, you know, up to seedling, but at that point you need some, uh, some Arizona sunshine or something. But now the LED tech, which, uh, I think I've talked about this before. It's up to where it needs to be in the spectrum to allow for, uh, growing whatever you want to under it indoors. I believe I've just beginning to hear the rain fall outside. Uh, so, 
I forget exactly where I was just then, but the point is, uh, I think I have a little special link that allows me to kind of, uh, move things along in a smoother fashion than otherwise would be the case. And that special link is Mercury in Capricorn. Uh, and I would like to pursue this line of thought by almost creating a cult of Mercury in Capricorn. So if you have Mercury in Capricorn in a tropical astrology, not a sidereal astrology, I'm looking for people with Mercury in Capricorn in tropical astrology. Uh, I would be interested in uh, expounding on this because once I say that, it's become exclusive. It's a club. It's a, uh, you know... Uh, private entry only Uh, and that's what astrology does Uh, it creates exclusive clubs but as long as you know you're all working on the same wheel it's fine so even if it's exclusive exclusive it's in the bit larger picture inclusive Uh, so this is a special working for those people that I mentioned, but I'm not getting into that right now. I want to continue with this uh, special link, which you'll hear described in Hermetic writings as simply uh, growing awareness of mind. And there's a lot of traditions that uh, their practices are designed for acquiring that a better awareness of mind and I can think of nobody betters uh, little quote than Lon Milo Duquette because it's so little and yet encapsulates the whole the whole notion and that's it's all in your head you just have no idea how big your head is It's funny, it has the double meaning, and uh, it's also the truth. Uh, So, let's see. I guess uh, Gene Wilder and Young Frankenstein, uh, I put that on for mom earlier today. And there's a part in it where... uh, Dr. Frankenstein is transformed from insisting that his name is Dr. Frankenstein and that is a denial of his birthright. There's a point in the movie where he changes his perception and screams that he is Dr. Frankenstein or I'm sorry, Frankenstein. And uh, it's that scene which is such a good picture of what I'm talking about. So in that scene, Gene Wilder is locked in the room with Raymond's father. And there's no getting out. He's in the room with the monster he created. And the only 
option he has now, he can't escape, is to turn and face his monster. And when he does that, out of sheer terror, he begins to praise the qualities of the monster. And in doing so, two things change. The monster's perception about itself and Dr. Frankenstein's perception about his monster. They are united together through Dr. Frankenstein speaking the truth about the nature of the monster. And it's at that point where love and pride emerges and Dr. Frankenstein proclaims himself as Dr. Frankenstein and that he wants the world to see the beauty of the monster that he has created. He wants the world to see what he sees. And it's off to the uh, showbiz pizza place from there. Ah, another place that's uh, obsolete now, dead. So many businesses dying. Anyway, what the hell is the song that they sing together? <laughs> what is that song? Anyway, just like Gary Cooper. Oh, God, what is it? I think it was redone in, I want to say, the 1980s. I wasn't a huge fan of that version. Uh, Bigger fan of Gene Wilder's. But the original, I don't know who did that. And I can't think of exactly what it's called. Something about Ritz? I don't know. Anyway, the point is... There's such a beauty about that movie being in black and white. But... Uh, This wouldn't work in a movie, but it's at that point where it should click to being in color. uh, From going in black and white to that, at that point of realization, it should click to being in color. It becomes real. And the monster and Dr. Frankenstein set off on this journey together from that point. Uh... So that's a picture of uh, the hermetic or the alchemical work or the initiatory work. That's what all these traditions are trying to get at is the, the reality of what happened there. And uh, it's so difficult for somebody outside of that. It's impossible Uh, for them to perceive what's going on because I can see myself as my former five-point Calvinist self and I would say that what you're talking about is letting the subjective rule and everything about reason would be thrown out of the window and there would be no more dangerous a thing that a person uh, could do consciously to themselves is to embrace the unconscious that's everybody's greatest fear death unconscious 
uh, the coming to and facing of it. And uh, I think it was Terrence McKenna that uh, said, uh, you know, it's, it's the transcendental object at the end of time. You know, this, this thing that everybody is fearing, you fall into it and find that it's a, a downy mattress. <laughs> it has been all the, all the time. I think 100% that's the truth. And so that's why, for me, there is no fear anymore. And there only is full embracement. And from that, this feelings of love uh, that, uh, that are what the monster felt when they looked into Gene Wilder's eyes and saw... Uh, so anyway I've got to pee really bad so I'm going to stop here I'm not sure if I said everything that I wanted to I think so where are we at in time 17 minutes I believe so we'll stop there and uh, I shall go relieve myself until next time have a good one